Hello, and welcome to Longwood GradCast Beyond a Degree. I'm your host and Assistant Dean of the College of Graduate and Professional Studies, Dr. Sarah Tanner Anderson. In this series, we'll dive deep into the stories of Longwood University's graduate and professional studies alumni, students, and faculty who are achieving remarkable success. Whether you're an aspiring graduate student, a proud alum, or simply curious about the extraordinary journeys our Longwood graduates take beyond their degree, this podcast is your backstage pass to the transformative power of education coupled with determination. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and awed by stories that prove there are no limits to what a Longwood Lancer can achieve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Longwood Gradcast Beyond the Degree. I have here with us today, Jenny Gills, a dynamic elementary school principal, and also Pamela Stepko, a veteran math educator and interventionist, both with Cumberland County Elementary School in Cumberland County, Virginia. So welcome, Jenny and Pamela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. We're so delighted to have you here today. And to kick things off, could you both just share a little bit about yourselves, about your journey from being Longwood students, both undergrad and graduate, to where you are in your educational careers today? Sure. Pamela, you want to go first? So this is my 16th year in public education. In 2007, I received my undergraduate degree from Longwood in liberal studies. And then in 2016, I went back and received my master's degree in educational leadership. So throughout my time in education, I have taught pre-K, second grade, third grade. I have served as an assistant principal for Cumberland Elementary School. And I currently am a math interventionist here at the elementary school. My journey from Longwood is slightly different. I am very proud to say I started when I was three years old doing a pre-kindergarten program at Longwood on the campus in the corner building. And then I had the pleasure to be part of a lab school that was from grades kindergarten through seventh grade. I returned to Longwood after high school where I graduated in 1989 with a Spanish degree. And actually, rather than student teaching in the spring, I had an opportunity to be one of the first students to do a study abroad in Venezuela. So I took that opportunity. I graduated in May, returned to Longwood for the fall in order to complete my student teaching experience. And I just couldn't quite get enough of Longwood. So I did return in 2004 and I completed a literacy and culture degree in 2005. After that, or during that time, I was teaching. I began teaching in 1990 at Cumberland County High School. And in 1992, I went on to Powhatan High School. Basically, I was there for about 20 years, and then I came to Cumberland Elementary School as assistant principal in 2011 and became principal in 2014. So it's been quite a journey, but nonetheless, I'm I'm always taken right back to what I consider my heart, my home, Longwood. Excellent. Thank you both for sharing a little bit about yourselves. And so now we're going to shift gears just a little bit and talk about building school cultures. Jenny, as the principal of Cumberland Elementary School, you have played a pivotal role in shaping your school's culture. 
How has your long what experience as a student and an alum influenced the culture you've created in your school? That is a great question. I always reflect on the feeling that I had as a Longwood student, the feeling that I had really, as I shared early on in the days of being at the campus school, and that family feel. When I think back at my time at Longwood, no other way of describing Longwood more than family comes to mind. As a principal, I knew that was a place that I wanted also for our students and for our staff and for their caregivers. So just the importance placing relationships first. I learned that firsthand while I was at Longwood, and I just continued that work of people first, people before paper. I love that idea, people before paper, and it's such an important way to build school culture by recognizing that you're all part of a family and a community. In that spirit of family and community and building a network, Longwood has a pretty strong alumni network for which both of you are participants in our Longwood alumni family. Could you tell me a little bit about the value in hiring Longwood alumni and how that then contributes to the success of your school? Sure. I believe we all speak the same language when we've been at Longwood. We know what it feels like to have an intimate relationship, so to speak. We know each other. We know our families. We know our hobbies. We know our interests. So when we say we're a Lancer, even though I would be decades away uh, from a new graduate, for example, a new hire, that feeling of being a Lancer is still prevalent, and we understand that. It's not uncommon here. We, we have flag raisings all the time. We just, we breathe Longwood and we breathe Lancer pride here at the school. It is interesting if you go through our hallways, you would rarely find a space that doesn't have a Lancer, whether it's a paraprofessional, whether it's a teacher, even our superintendent is a Lancer. We're confident because we did have that experience, we've shared that experience, we're always confident in the quality of who we're going to get. And then, as I said, we just share a special bond just because we are Lancers. Excellent. And so how has your time at Longwood and your experiences as uh, alumni helped you become more effective leaders in your profession? I can say that my experiences through the educational leadership program at Longwood really helped me see through a different lens and seeing outside of the classroom, but seeing us, the school division with systems as a whole of how all of the different pieces and parts interconnect. And just viewing decisions, taking into consideration of how all of those pieces support each other. So from building culture within the school to making relationships and connections with the community and families, just looking at overall the systems together. And I would add, while I was a student at Longwood, I had the opportunity to be a part of the Longwood Ambassadors. And I, I guess without even realizing it, I was already establishing a network. It was interesting because as a Longwood ambassador, we did not necessarily have the same majors. We weren't necessarily in the same extracurricular activities, but we did have that in common. We had a leadership and a love of Longwood and a servant attitude. And so I guess we already established our PLN without even really thinking about it. And that definitely carried on to me as a graduate and on into my uh, career. 
Uh, I also had an opportunity at Longwood to serve as a class president one of the particular years. And we actually were the sesquicentennial graduating class. So we began planning our graduation when we were sophomores because we knew we had this big year ahead of us. And again, I, I just think that experience uh, prepared me for many of the pieces that I would do, again, through leadership, really being you know, forward thinking and not just thinking about today, but we were planning something far ahead. As a, a leader, I also had an opportunity to serve on a committee where we looked at the five-year plan for along with the 10-year plan. I don't know what the official name was. But it's interesting because I often tell the Longwood students when they come here, if ever you have an opportunity to sit on a committee and they're really asking you for feedback about something you want to see down the road, make sure you're really being thoughtful and you're giving them the what it could be. Because in my mind, I never could imagine that Pine Street would not be that road right through the middle of campus. And that road is non-existent. So we could talk about it all day long, but current students do not know what we're talking about. <laughs> and, and when I think back at the many things that they showed, the growth that was planned through that capital improvement is what where, where that particular committee was. But it's just impressive as I saw each piece roll out and I thought, wow, we really were discussing that. I was being a naysayer thinking it wouldn't happen. So just a great experience because now as an administrator, I have the opportunity to do the same. And then I also know that it can come to fruition. I think that in your own service, you have both demonstrated significant citizen leadership out in the field. And Pamela, I want to just take a moment and say congratulations on winning the Milken Award. You all are award-winning leaders among us today. So can you tell us a little bit about the award itself and then maybe how Longwood has played a part in your successes? Thank you. So I received the Milken Educator Award last December. It is an award that is given to exceptional educators across the nation. And so I was the representative for Virginia for the 2022 year. So my experiences through Longwood have really supported me within the classroom of giving me those opportunities to be in the field prior to taking on my own classroom. So Longwood has really impacted my uh, career in education from the opportunities that they provided when I was receiving my degrees of giving the experiences within the field to go out and really be on the ground learning through practicums, the partnership, student teaching opportunities, and then within the internship opportunities through the administration and supervision program. I want to share a story about that day because it was one of the greatest days ever for sure. But this story came to me after the fact. So one of our teachers is also a Lancer. and. The Milken Award was, we had to make up a story because Pamela didn't know that she was getting the award. Really, no one knew except for Dr. Jones and I and a few other people. And so we were then um, sharing it via Zoom so that all of our school could, could watch it live. And one of the teachers was a Longwood Lancer, and she was also a teacher of Thomas while she was at Longwood. And so when the stream came across as they were getting ready to prepare, she recognized someone from the Milken Family Foundation 
And so she went out to her grade level and she said, you've got to watch this. You have to pay attention. Something really big is getting ready to happen. And so she was able to connect her experience as a teacher of promise with something big was getting ready to happen. And it was something big. I love that. It's tremendous, the work that you all are doing. And you've both noted the work that you are doing individually in your own leadership, the work of your school community and how you have leaders amongst you in your school community. So I guess I have a collaborative question for both of you, since you are both Longwood alumni, both Lancers. How do you work to create that supportive and successful educational environment that you've talked about Longwood had provided you? How do you translate that into your own school communities? I can uh, answer that by uh, saying we believe that at Longwood, we were given many opportunities. That's the best way to say it, many opportunities. And sometimes within those opportunities, we are successful. And sometimes within those opportunities, maybe we're failing forward. And so it is very important to me here to provide ample opportunities for our staff to find where their strengths are and then to position our staff to be able to use that strength in order to improve the work that we're doing um, at school. I also uh, I look at it as a batting lineup. And so I'm always rearranging, trying to get just the right batting lineup. And sometimes it means that someone doesn't even realize that maybe they are a heavy hitter or you know, maybe they need to be the leadoff batter. Uh, maybe they have to take a position. It could be, and I'll give an example. I had a kindergarten teacher who I moved to third grade math. That was a really big shift. He has had tremendous success. But we have to build that culture of risk-taking and uh, really, as I said, tapping into people's strengths and then providing that support and, and that constant, you can do this attitude. I think uh, I would say where that would be a belief that, that we carry throughout our school. I would also add on, we really embrace the coaching model and support within our building over the past couple of years. And that in itself has just brought on a whole different culture, that our teachers are comfortable with failing forward and viewing it as opportunities to learn and to grow, and then really embracing the collaborative piece amongst the grade levels, amongst the teams, and among the coaches. Also, through our VTSS works, our Virginia Tiered Systems of Supports, and implementing a multi-tiered system model, this model has really cultivated our school into a supportive model for academics, behavior, social-emotional learning, good practices for attendance, best practices for behaviors. So within having that uh, solid structure within our school, it's really helped that we are on a restorative practice uh, mindset in everything that we do, led by data, led by best practices, conversations to move us forward into the right direction very solution-driven. Another piece just to add on is for me, I carry the title of principal, but I am—I definitely appreciate ideas. I want staff, as we use the word risk-takers, I want something new, something innovative. I, we like to, to try all types of things, and that really is what we want this building to be, and, and really not just our the building. We want to spread that belief throughout our campus. And I, th I think we do a pretty good job of, of doing that. And even 
when uh, Pamela served as as assistant principal with me for a couple of years, she came with lots of great ideas. They came from her. And then I just said, yeah, sure. Green light. She always gave the green light. And she gives the green light to all of our teachers. We just tell them to ask. Just ask. And you're most likely the answer is going to be yes. Especially if it doesn't cost any money. <laughs> and support the students. Support the students. That's yeah. right. No, that's outstanding. I love that. And I love that that community that you've built. You mentioned something about risk taking and feeling forward and feeling safe to do that and support it in a way that you can step out on a limb a bit and try new things. So I think that's fantastic. So I guess related because you've talked about different initiatives you all have been working on, different ways that your um, community has been built and crafted and supported these many years. What are some of the current challenges that you all are facing in education that you believe Longwood particularly equipped you well to handle or to manage? What's probably a priority for me as an administrator, it goes to the recruitment and the retention. And so if I go back to Longwood as a place where relationships were a priority, people were first. And really, I have taken that model. I've taken many models that I have gotten from Longwood, but it all comes right back to building that relationship and being a place where people want to be. I always feel like if I can get someone in the door, I don't have to do any work because our students and our staff really sell it. But there is no question if you speak to administrators, not only in Virginia, but across the nation, recruitment and retention would be a top priority. The shortage is real. And one more reason why we really embrace our relationship with Longwood. I would say, again, relationships with our students, social-emotional learning, with Longwood being right here within Central Virginia and the schools that the, the students are going out into the field, most of them are experiencing part of the model of VTSS or multi-tiered systems of supports. So through having that, they're more equipped to have a toolbox to really support them with building relationships, how to implement restorative practices within the classroom and how to look at data and utilize those pieces to guide their instruction. Wonderful. I appreciate your perspectives, not just as the amazing educators and leaders you are, but as Longwood graduates. And since we are here, what advice might you share with someone who might be considering Longwood and entering the field of education what little nugget of wisdom might you share with a prospective student? When you come into education, you have an idea or a belief system that is has been molded by the experience that you've had as a student. And the great thing is that Longwood does provide a variety of experiences in different settings. So I think that's a wonderful piece and the students definitely come in prepared for that. But we also have our experience as a student, whatever that experience was. Most educators probably had a positive experience with school that made them want to go into education or there's something else that's that driving piece. And that is that is pretty powerful. But sometimes uh, we we need to take that experience and we need to also just remember that everyone's experience hasn't been the same coming into school. So 
we may have found school to be an exciting place, a welcoming place, a place that we fit in. Let's just make that an assumption. So listening, being a good listener, finding other educators who have experience, but who are still moving forward. They are still, they're being innovative. They are putting children first. They're putting student needs first. Finding educators who are challenging you to be your best self and maybe even better than you think that you could be. I think that is is so huge. It's easy to get to find a place where maybe you feel comfortable and it's and it would be easy to just stay stagnant. But what you want is you want to find those educators that are making a difference. You want to get in their classrooms. I think that's so important. We don't have an opportunity enough. So who is getting the results, right? Who's getting the result? And go in and see what is it that they are doing. Ask them what they're doing. And that's really huge. And then it's not just what's happening within your school. I think it's very important to look beyond your school to establish a professional learning network. We came through a time where technology was non-existent in this way. Students today and new teachers today have really no excuse for not growing a strong professional network. So looking beyond just your school and learning from people who are getting results. I really, the list could go on. I didn't have an idea of what my three-year plan might be, my five-year plan, my 10-year plan, even though I'm certain I was asked that in an interview question. But I think really keeping that rechecking that every year, what is my plan? So that in every experience that you have as a teacher, you're thinking about that experience and what is it helping you to grow? What is your next step? In other words, I sat on many committees over the years. Never once did I think I would be an administrator. And if I had thought in my three-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan, maybe I would be an administrator. Then when I sat in the, on the committee and I was doing that work, I may have looked at it through a different lens. I think that's really important. So finding people who are challenging you to be your best version, I think that's really huge. And staying away from the energy vampires, like just stay away from them. I would agree. My biggest recommendation would to be reflect. So just be reflective. Every um, experience is a opportunity to learn something, whether it was a good or a bad. So just be very reflective in all that you do and take those experiences and learn from them to move forward and finding your people that are going to fuel you to just run. And another huge recommendation is to run. So when you have that idea, hold on to it and just go and just keep running until you reach what it is that you find is best for the students. Because really at the end of it, whatever it is that is best for the students is what is right. So finding what it is that you believe in and just run. I want to add on to that. I think that having the experience of secondary, working in high school, and then now coming to elementary school, one piece I've been able to see so prevalently is the elementary teachers don't really have an idea of the impact that they have made or that they are making on students. But I do. I know it because as a high school teacher, 
I got to read my hero was or the person who made a difference in my life or over and over again, the stories were shared. One of the things that I do here, we do something called Gourmet Lunch with the Principal. It's part of our PBIS buy-in. The kids pay, you know, Duke dollars to have gourmet lunch, my personal favorite, with the principal. But that the idea came from a student that I had when I taught high school, who shared that one of her greatest memories was a tea party that her third grade teacher would have with a small group of students during recess time. So if you were selected, you came in and you had this. And she just remembered that she brought in her fine china and how special she felt because she got to use this fine china to have tea. So when we do gourmet lunch with the principal, I bring my wedding china in, the fine china and the, the flatware that's special, the cloth napkin, the whole kit and caboodle, we set it up that way. So I share with the teachers all the time, you guys just have no idea, but I do because I spent 20 years listening to stories of how elementary school teachers in particular, but how teachers had made a difference in their life. Thank you both for sharing that and great stories and also just great advice. So thank you for those aspiring to Uh, learn more, be more, do more. I love the idea of just running. Just get an idea and run with it and see where it takes you and where it takes your students. You've shared a, a lot of information about what you do out in your schools and in your community and also a lot about how long it has shaped you. I'm wondering if you might be willing to share a memorable moment or an experience from your time here at Longwood that has had a lasting impact on you and your career. I can share that Within my last experience of receiving my administration and supervision degree through Longwood, at the time I was working a full-time job and I was also raising a family. So the schedule, the way the program was designed and the flexibility to be able to juggle all of those things at the same time, I greatly appreciated and it made it manageable and it made me able to be able to pursue my dreams of pursuing farther in education. So another piece with that would be within the educational leadership program, there was never a right or wrong answer or track. Every opportunity or every piece that we were learning about, it was an opportunity for learning. The professors were very open and collaborative and provided the relationships that were built to really support us through that journey, the collaboration, the okay, that it's okay if you fail within this, but that it's a learning opportunity. There was never a time that if I ran into a question, I would email and I would hear right back. So the support was just always there to get me through that path, that journey. So I was always very grateful for Longwood for that, as well as that I was juggling multiple things with a full-time career, raising a family, and then trying to get a master's at the same time. The flexibility that the program offered really allowed me to be able to pursue my educational goals. And I'm going to give it a twist. Both of my parents were Longwood faculty, and my home was in Farmville. So the professors from all different departments or staff from across Longwood would often come to our home. And so so my perspective is from a kid from a teenager, from a college student, from an adult. So always having um, Longwood in our home. And it was just, it was like a gathering of the great minds. Like it, it was, there would be some debate 
but it was always a friendly debate. They might argue and have have a different feeling or belief about something, but it was always pushing each other to think, to be innovative. When they talked about Longwood, and I share this because I think it, it gave me a feeling of something I wanted to be. Like everybody knows when I retire, I want to go to work at Longwood. So seriously, it gave me this feeling because I they pushed each other to be better. They challenge each other to do more. They were so solution driven. So I think about that. And even with myself and the colleagues that I've had, we talk about work outside of school. I know like today's time, it's, you know, you need to separate school and you need to separate your home life. But really, I was raised in a way that like Longwood and the work that they did was a part of who they were. So it wasn't wrong. It was everything about it was right. And in the end, Everyone, no matter who was at that table, was talking about how we could make Longwood better or how we could do this better for our students. That was the message. So when I think about Longwood, that's what I'm thinking about. These great minds coming together, just so different, so unique (laughs) authors and speakers. And they studied and they had book studies without even calling it a book study. They just, it was just pretty impressive. That memory or that feeling is what I want to carry into our school. I want everything that we do, I don't want it to have to feel like a separation. If if you want to talk about school, that's okay. If you don't, that's okay. Because you know what? At that same conversation, they were also talking about each other's families. And they were also supporting one another personally. And so I've just carried that, that way of being into my leadership. That is wonderful, Jenny. And Pamela, both, thank you very much for sharing how Longwood has translated into your lives over these past many years and the impact that it has and the memories have had on who you've become. To wrap up our first podcast episode, uh, I just want to ask you all if you have any final thoughts or messages that you'd like to share with our fabulous audience, especially those who might be prospective students or prospective educators. What would you like to share? I would say just if you're thinking about pursuing a master's degree and you are full-time working and you have a family, just know that it is possible to just jump in. And there were many years that I was hesitant and saying, oh, this is going to be difficult. There's no way I can juggle all of these things and still be a great teacher in the classroom for my students and then still bring everything I need to bring at home. But there was one day that I just said, I'm doing it. And I just jumped in. And once you're in there, you just start swimming. And you just keep swimming. Take the risk. And you'll have Longwood there to support you. And you'll have your career, your family within your career and at home to support you as well. So just take the risk and dive in. And I'm going to agree. So I'll add another perspective. So as a mom... If it's if somebody's wondering, is this a, a safe place to be? Absolutely. So I, when I think of Longwood, I, I never felt unsafe. And to this day, I wouldn't feel unsafe. The, it's a great place. It's small enough where you are going to have a, a voice, but it's large enough that you can have multiple experiences. It's not just a, a one way. Everyone has a place. So there is a place for every person. If you are I would say the same way that I feel about this school, if I can get someone through the doors to come for a visit, then the students and the staff are going to sell it. I would say the same. If you're not sure about Longwood, I would go for a visit and I would speak to the students and I would speak to the staff. And I think that it would 
seal the deal. And you can always come here if you want to. <laughs> if you need some more Longwood love, <laughs> you'll have plenty <laughs> in Cumberland schools. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us for this episode. Again, just want to say thank you to Jenny Gills and Pamela Stepko for your time and for sharing your talents and your expertise with us today. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. And we would love for you to follow us on social media so that we can help you. And I'm saying you as in the audience, build your professional learning network. So please find us on Twitter and find us on Facebook. We would love to share and connect and support. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Longwood Gradcast Beyond the Degree. We hope these stories have sparked motivation and empowerment, shining a spotlight on the incredible potential within Longwood's graduate and professional studies community. Leadership is in our blood. Is it in yours? We're here to support your educational journey and career aspirations. To explore our graduate programs and professional endorsement, head over to our website at longwood.edu slash gradprograms.